Good evening, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Thursday, May 18th, 2023, and this is another episode of Lots to Talk About. Uh, had been, I have been having some uh, bad luck with guests and scheduling, and uh, everything got dropped. And so I've had some people helping me out, uh, getting back on track and getting some people booked ahead of time. And Corey and I were sitting around and pondering whether I should have had a show tonight. And she said, well, hey, it's our anniversary this weekend. I didn't forget. I did remember that. But uh, she she reminded me and she said, why don't we do a show um, and just talk about our kind of journey and our wedding that we were kind of roped into having. But uh, yeah, our wedding. So we took the opportunity to uh, do this lots to talk about and uh, do anniversary uh, story time, I guess is what I titled it. So welcome to anniversary story time. Welcome, Corey. How are you doing? Um, I'm pretty sure everybody that's listening to this should know who you are. Um, they all say hi to you every day. So so how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Oh, uh, so we were, uh, I'm going to try to do something. I know there's at least a couple people watching. They're commenting here. I'm going to try to play uh, a little audio that um, we were looking through pictures. We're going to do picture time tonight, too. Uh, this won't be too awkward for the audio audience uh, because you'll either be able to come and see the pictures, but we're not going to stop talking and we'll just uh, describe the pictures that we're showing in the background a little later. But we were going through um video or uh, picture files and we found the um, we found the audio files of the music we used for our ceremony and so we were listening to them and we kind of laughed and uh, I'm gonna see if I can play the beginning of one of the songs we'll probably get nicked for copyright infringement but Corey and I definitely picked some interesting music for our wedding ceremony and reception for that matter. But hey, we're going to start this show with a little bit of uh, what our wedding party walked into. Um, yeah, out on uh, out on the farm. And I think I have to share the tab for you guys to hear it. So don't mind the. And I don't know if you guys can hear that. It's going to be really dead air if nobody can hear anything. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody could hear that. Um, we picked a lot of instrumental music like that, but uh, lots of uh, 80s rock and alternative uh, versions of different songs like that. But anyway, anyway, did we want to start at the beginning um, oh, Josh says I can shrink one to just audio. Interesting. Interesting. I haven't really messed with that. We tried to do it the other night on, uh, on a show and it didn't really work and I just dropped it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm too, uh, I haven't looked into it enough. And Josh says, uh, <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. They did hear it. Backwoods Butcher. Good evening, actually, guys. I forgot to say good evening because, um, 
this is a different type of uh, show than I'm used to. I got distraction here. I'm all nervous because the bride's with me. But uh, yeah, good evening to uh, Josh and uh, Backwoods Butcher. Kyle, how's it going? Um, Hogs 14, I think is how you, how would you say that? You're the, you're the name pronouncer. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's start back at the beginning. We kind of talked about our relationship and where that started. We've talked about that before on the show, but quick overview, quick overview. Um, we met each other in uh, our apartment complex in February of, of 2008. So that was 15, 15 years. You've known me and willingly stuck around and not left because I've never held you against your will. And I've been pretty adamant since the day we met that if there was ever a time that you felt like you didn't want to be with me, just say the word and we'll figure it out. And I think that's kind of what we built our relationship on was if you're not happy, just say something and we'll either figure it out. And if we can't figure it out, then we'll just deal with it. And we never wanted to have kids. Um, so that. You figure it out. Um, so we rolled for quite a while. I was coming out of divorce. Um, Corey had a rough breakup of a bad relationship. And um, we just got together and we kind of helped each other through a lot of stuff for a long time. Um, I credit her pretty much for keeping me either out of jail or the morgue, uh, for quite a while. So yeah, I owe that to her. Uh, so we, I swore I wasn't ever getting married again. I, 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 I never, I, from day one, I said, this just, it makes it more expensive to break up. Um, I held steady to that, you know, most guys will say it and the girl will work them down. But what were your thoughts when I said yeah, I didn't I want didn't, to get married? I didn't really care either. I was, um, engaged previously and that didn't work out obviously, but I was in no hurry to get married myself. So I was totally fine with not getting married. Yeah. So we kind of planned on being long-term boyfriend and girlfriend. Corey's got a, an uncle that is what, like 30, yeah, 40. Kelsey's like 35. Yeah. So, so it's gotta be at least 35 years, um, domestic partnership with, um, his girlfriend and, uh, it, it's worked great and it's a model that we would uh, be okay with. And so we went with it and we bought a house. Uh, we bought our first house in 2016. No, no. 2010. 2010. In May of 2010. Oh, yeah, May of 2010. Mm -hmm. um, and we just did it. And sh I was having uh, financial shit going on, and it was just a shit storm after my divorce. Um, and she was doing very well, and she was very smart with her money, and she had a great credit score, and she was able to buy the house on her own which was fantastic. Um, we didn't have, we could ride out all the waiting period on all of my financial distress, which she, because of her was all changing. Um, from the time I got divorced, I never had a late payment or anything like that. It was all 
seven years of making up for everything that happened before I met her. Um, and so we were able to get everything in, in her name, um, avoid my credit score and get some pretty good rates. We got a great deal on a house. Um, and at some point in, I don't know, I would say like 2012, when we started thinking, let's get the hell out, um, 2012-ish, we were like, we don't want to be in the city anymore. Still not getting married. Still not getting married. We're we're still um, we're still dead set on just being boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, at this point, my finances are better uh, to where we thought I could get the loan, and we were able to do like maybe a flip flop where I don't have any debt and this big income because my name isn't on anything. And uh, so we tried to play that game and play the not being married to our advantage. Uh, and we, it, it would have worked if the mortgage guy had checked the dates and uh, we were buying the house six months later when it actually expired. Uh, my credit score, everything was phenomenal, uh, great enough for the loan and everything came down to my bankruptcy discharge was six months shy of not counting. And I couldn't get the loan because he didn't check the actual date. He said, when was your discharge? And I gave him a date and he was like, oh, okay. I was like, I'm not sure on that. I can look it up. He's like, no, nah, I got it. A week before we were supposed to close. Was it about a week? Yeah, um, close. yeah it was about a week before we were going to close. And so we were lucky enough the people we were buying the house from let us rent for a little bit. And Corey again, was able to finance the house because we were selling our other house at such a profit. We had a, a big down payment and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it. Uh, so we bought that house. She bought that house again, um, and I was like, "Well, shit, this is pretty nice. I got zero debt and um, <laughs> all this shit." Um, but one day we looked at each other and realized um, if anything happened to her. It was going to be a bitch for me. And she brought it up. It wasn't anything that I um, I brought up. It was, um, it was, she was like, hey, we should probably get some of this shit in your name. Uh, you're paying for a lot of it. Uh, and you're doing all of this. Uh, you should probably get credit for it if something happened to me. And um, so, yeah, we we're like, okay. So we decided we were going to get married. <laughs> it was a purely legal decision. Like it was purely to get me ownership and everything we, uh, we own. Um, and we had been building together. So yeah, we, uh, golden crickets missed how long we've been together. We got, uh, we met in February of 2008 and, um, pretty much started dating then uh, we pretended we weren't dating until like maybe like april no may oh yeah it was may oh that was a weird thing that we forgot it means so much to us but when we uh when we got sick of people asking us when we started dating and we couldn't ever remember we went on facebook this was back in like 2009 2010 we went on facebook and randomly picked a um a day that we started dating and we were like, well, there was still some fallout from some stuff that really we weren't officially together and this and that, some other things. So let's pick May 21st 
And so we put it on Facebook so we could remember. So I could go to my Facebook profile and go, oh, yeah, our anniversary is the 21st because we weren't ever going to get married. So that was just going to be our anniversary. So we decided we're going to get married in. So it would have been in 2015. Well, we just bought the farm in 2015. So, yeah, it must have been. It was right? like a little later in 2015. Farm, yeah. We bought the farm in 2014, late 2014, mm-hmm. early 2015. We decided we we're going to get married. And um she um yeah we looked at a calendar and we're like okay we want to get married at our farm well we were just gonna go get married at the courthouse but that wasn't going to be allowed um some people had some things to say about that you can my family has um they really like to get together for good occasions because we rarely get to do that we're usually getting together for funerals and it's just really important to them to have those, those fun and happy events to go to also. So they were really pushing to have a wedding. So we have a lot of family. Yeah. So we were like, okay, well, here's our budget. And it was like a thousand dollars or something. And her parents graciously said, okay, um, if we foot the bill, will you have a wedding? And we're like, yeah, okay, but don't spend much money. Please don't spend a lot of money. So we said, we don't need a venue. We have 35 acres. We can figure out how to have a wedding at our place. Um, we can do whatever. We can have the ceremony and the, the reception there. Let's figure it out. Uh, we looked at a calendar. We looked at the weather in Minnesota, and we made an educated guess and decided May 21st, the random day that we picked was a Saturday and about the perfect time of year. Um, it lined up with all the hunting and fishing and everything um, and available weekend that wasn't a holiday. And in Minnesota, that's few and far between. And it worked and it happened to be the same day we picked. So, and it was this weird synchronicity that happened. Um, and so we started planning a wedding and um, we were pretty resistant to everything. We didn't want like bachelor parties and bachelorette parties. It was my second marriage and Corey um, isn't really into that shit. Yeah, it's not my deal. <laughs> I just I just don't like to be the center of attention and I don't want to be brought up on stage or doing anything crazy that they do at those bachelorette parties. So I did end up having one though. Yeah, they did my go mom out. Yeah. And my sister-in-law and one of my cousins, we all went out to a bar, um, a rodeo bar, and then stayed at a hotel room, went to bed. Like rodeo bar. Yeah. And <laughs> that uh, was a pretty rough bar. Yeah, it was time. it was a good place. Um, but anyway, so we started planning a wedding. We were like, we had a nice field behind our house. Uh, I can put pictures up. Hold on. Oh, I, yes, I got all right. these pictures. I should actually uh, <laughs> open them, but um, where did I go? Anyway, I was going to show some pictures while we talk about this and kind of scroll through them. Let me see. Anyway, so we had a casino um, like within 15 miles of our house. I think it was like 12, um, 12 miles from our house. So we decided to book a block of rooms at the casino um and have people come up because we were way there were also cabins right oh yeah they had cabins at a little different location that had uh that had also had a discounted rate and so we set that up because we lived about 90 miles outside the cities uh where a lot of our friends and family were we lived uh probably two hour two and a half hours from like um yeah, yeah from a bunch of other family and then i had a small contingent coming from out of state 
that uh, needed someplace to stay. So casino was perfect. And we didn't, we were pretty sure um, knowing the crowd and knowing the type of event we wanted that people were going to get pretty tore up. And so we decided to orchestrate something in our, um, in our backyard, basically. Uh, and we rented a tour bus that made round trips to the casino and picked people up and brought them to our house. Um, wait, I got pictures in cube and nothing posted. Are they up there now, Pippin? So I think they should be up on the screen. All right. <laughs> anyway, so we we um, chartered a bus. Uh, it made several trips back and forth uh, before the whole event and after the event. And we had, I think we ended up having 200 people. And we probably only had 20 cars at our place. Because the majority of people decided, let's go get tore up out on the farm and take the bus to the casino and have a good time. And we had lots of parking available. We had a whole road that people could park. Oh yeah, on, we had we had a quarter just mile the bus, road, which was great. That's why we. That's why we did that's it. Why that's, we got that's why we got it. But so we um, we rented this bus and it uh, went back and forth to uh, the casino and back. Um, we ended up getting a tent. And I mowed our backfield for weeks, weeks. It was like ridiculous. It, um, there was one big flat area that is, um, that's where the tent got set up and the chairs and I mowed it down and I mowed it down and I mowed it down and I kept reducing the length. And the couple days before the wedding, I just buzzed it as low as the, the thing would go. And it turned out perfect. It was like, it was about as even as you could get in an old pasture field that had never been maintained or anything like that, other than just hay for years on end. Um, and as you can see, it turned out to be a pretty nice day. Um, May 21st in Minnesota could either be 90, uh, which it was 90 and sunny, or it could be like it was the weekend after, and it was like 37 degrees and yeah, raining. So May 20th is the last frost date in Minnesota. So yeah, gives you any idea of what the weather. Can so be like. yeah, we were we were pretty pretty tight on weather. It worked really nice. Um, wait, is this my screen? Oh, this is a different. Uh, sorry guys, sorry guys. Um, anyway, so we we had the the tent set up. Is this it? Yep, yep. That's my beautiful bride right there. Um, we, we had all the things like, uh, the photographer and all that stuff, uh, like her mom insisted on it. Um, Corey spent a grand total of what, like $217 on your wedding dress and attire. Yeah. So I actually ended up buying just a bridesmaid's dress in white. I, I was not going to spend money on a dress and I'm glad I didn't because it was just not that important. <laughs> uh, we were in Minnesota. We were, um, we were in about as middle of the state of Minnesota as you can get. Like, right. If you look at the state of Minnesota, there's a big round Lake. We were due South on the bottom of the Lake, about three miles from that huge Lake. So, um, it turned out to be a gorgeous day. The lilacs were in bloom, which was awesome because we got, we were able to get some pics with them. Um, and yeah, so the whole week was basically, we both took a couple weeks off of work. Um, the tent guys showed up. The lilacs were kind of a story too throughout. That oh yeah, the lilacs were another synchronicity thing. 
synchronicity thing like Corey and i used to go for walks um i don't know were we dating at that point or was yeah, that like we were what, kind of dating at the hopkins apartment <laughs> yeah so we would go for walks in this neighborhood near um our apartment when we first met and i would uh in the spring it was just blasted full of lilacs and so like on one of our first dates i picked her a lilac blossom and we had it in our in my apartment and she left and it was there and i saved it um, I saved it and put it in a book and saved it, uh, forever. We framed it. I put it on glass. I think I gave it to her for one of our, and our well, yeah, for one of our anniversaries though. And then they were in bloom on our wedding day and we were able to grab one and press it and put it in another frame next to it. So it's kind of been like a, a plant that was a theme through our, our relationship for sure. Uh, but we got to get some beautiful pictures at the wedding. Um, she's very easy to look at. And our, our photographer, our photographer laughed at us because we were just like, we don't care. We don't care. She's asking us like walk through the field and she's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so scared to ask you to walk through the field in your wedding dress. And Corey's like, what do you mean? I'll probably go do chores in them later. Uh, which we, I did. Yeah, we were on a working farm. Uh, we pulled her dress out um, to, to decide if we were going to keep it when we went on the road. And there's about, what, like three inches of black at the bottom of it. I had beer spilled all over me by people as they were partying. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. Just like, it, was, and that, it was the intention, though. That, right. Like, yeah, 200 bucks for the whole thing. My uh, We wore jeans and uh, button-down shirts was all. All the guests were um, expected to wear jeans and casual wear, just very comfortable. Jeans, casual, yeah. sneakers, boots, whatever. Don't uh, dress up. We were insistent that you didn't dress up. Uh, we had a hog roast, which turned out really, really nice. Uh, everybody was super excited about it, and the uh, food was phenomenal. Um, let me see what else other pictures we got here. I think we're doing all right for the audio audience. Like, we're not too much dead, like... Oh yeah, we had live music. Like we, this was a high class affair. Uh, I tell you. So you came, you arrived. And there's an interesting story about this gentleman as well. Well, more huh? than than just being a coworker. No, and then uh, I worked with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, so I worked with this guy at the time, and uh, his son was a musician, and he was I don't know, he was like 15 at this mm -hmm. time. And he was trying to get into playing gigs. He was really excited about playing guitar. I heard some of his recordings and he just, he had a great voice. Um, he could play us the, the guitar. He could play, he could play us the guitar. He could play the guitar very well, sing. And he was starting to get into playing like coffee shops and stuff. And I'm like, hey, Dave, um, Corey and I are having this wedding thing. And um, we were wondering if maybe Matt wanted to play acoustic guitar out by um, the tent and the, the, the seating area because we were having it all in the field as people arrived and went and sat down. And then you guys could stay and enjoy the reception and we'll have a DJ for after. But it'd be cool to have live music. And I don't even think he sang much. He just put more, mostly played acoustic, um, acoustic covers of songs and then some of his own too. And Dave's like, yeah, I think he could do that. And I was like, we'll pay him. I mean, this will be his, like his first paid gig. Like we could be this dude's first paid gig. And I was like, this, he's going places. So uh, this could be good. And so we agreed to do it. I was able to toss the kid a bunch of money. Uh, it was in the budget 
that at the end, I was able to take care of the people that took care of us very well. I was very excited about that because we, um, that's kind of our deal. We, we tip very well. Uh, we like to pay very well and value for value is kind of what we build our life on. So he provided an awesome service. I was so glad that the photographer got this picture of him playing because he just he just kind of chilled by the tent, played uh, for an hour or two. And people really seemed to like it. And people really liked it because it ended up being 90 yeah. and sunny, not like one cloud in the sky. And so it was in a hayfield. No shade where uh, no shade whatsoever. People are showing up. The sun's beating on them. Everybody's sweating. So they all huddled in the tent. Now, we were prepared for a party after. Uh, we were prepared, definitely prepared for a party. But you don't go to a wedding and get tanked before the ceremony. Well, I mean, most of us don't. We were kind of doing that before the ceremony. We might have been a little I, bit. I didn't drink at the time. So I, I, uh, I was not partaking. But anyway, all the refreshments were in the tent. And some of Corey's friends... My parents' friends. Well, some of Corey's parents' <laughs> friends decided that they were thirsty and they knew how to tap a keg. And so they asked if it was okay. And we uh, said, yeah, go for it. So we had the pleasure of having the open bar before the ceremony. Um, tap beer, serve yourself in the tent, have a beer like a keg party in a field. Uh, when things got ready real close, we had everybody fill up their beer, go over and sit in their seats. Um, we ran through everybody coming in and all that stuff. And our ceremony was, uh, what, maybe seven minutes, I think. Yeah, I think that was at most seven I think minutes. somebody timed it, and it turned out it was like seven minutes. Um, and this was the view. Uh, it was pretty nice. Uh, pretty nice place to get married. You don't, um, you don't really get a whole lot of days like that in Minnesota. And so we ran through it quick, bada bing, bang, boom. We're not religious or anything. And like I said, um, we really didn't even care if we had a wedding, the, actually the officiant before, um, when we signed the stuff inside, he knew our thoughts on the wedding and we just wanted to have a party. And that's what we build it as was like, we're going to get hitched and let's have a party in the field. Um, he said, you know, you're technically married. We don't even really have to do that. And since the seats are right next to the tent, do you want to just have the party? We don't need to do anything else. And so we were like, well, if you keep it short, let's do it. You can do whatever you need to do. You can say something religious if that's required. Uh, we didn't know what was required by his, um, his ordainment or whatever. Um, and we didn't care. People said that they literally didn't finish their beer before they got back to the tent and got another one. It was in, out, in, out, done. Yeah. Pretty much like a lot of other things in our life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, short and sweet and to the point and getting to what we enjoyed, which was the tent here. You can see the, the chairs off in the background there. That's, that's where everybody was sitting. And um, then the party was in the tent. There's another view of it. This is our house and our garage and our brand new septic that was put in um, right when we bought the house. So it was pretty new there. Um, and yeah, it was it was a great day. I really enjoyed it. I was glad we did it uh, for sure. Uh, here's another shot. We ended up getting some porta potties. Um, 
And yeah, Those I worked I, really well. They worked really yeah. well, worked really well. Uh, was a great system, and we overbought on the porta potties, mm-hmm. so there was no uh, chance of filling up. But, um, you know, Josh. I think that was okay. I think we were frozen oh, okay. and while I was by the way, but anyway, we're going to talk about this quilt. It was a really cool wedding gift from, it ended up being from uh, my sister, my sister's mother-in-law. Um, and she ended up making it what it was. Am I not froze anymore? Um, are we still, uh, still bunged up? Are we back? It wasn't that quick. <laughs> I see us, but, uh, anyway, um, she had she had done this for my sister's wedding uh and we saw it when we were out there i was in her wedding and um we noticed this quilt and these quilt patches and at the reception instead of somebody ha- signing a guest book we asked them to use this fabric pen and write a message or words of wisdom or whatever they wanted on the quilt patch and then my sister took them back to her mother-in-law and she made a quilt out of them and um yeah, it was awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. There's there's messages on there from people that are no longer longer with us. Um, smart ass remarks like we said we said do what you want. Like this is coming to us. Um, we uh, we warn Sharon uh, that we had a pretty rough crowd. That some people coming might have might write some stuff. If she offended was offend easily offended, we wouldn't do that. Uh, she said go for it. So we got a really cool keepsake, and it's something that we've chosen to bring with us. Um, with one of our, the very few, one of the very kept. few things we've kept, um, and we probably always will, uh, even with limited storage. So that was really cool. It was a great memory, and I was glad that my sister and uh, and her her mother in law had done that for their wedding because we wouldn't have never seen that before. So that was really cool, um, and it's. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's vacuumed away in a tote, and uh, we'll probably pull it out at some point when we don't have these disgusting dogs, <laughs> and maybe use it, and it would be really nice. But uh, we don't want to ruin it, that's for sure, and that's what these guys would do. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, we picked uh, pictures to talk about. Uh, that was just a picture of the inside of the tent. It was uh, pretty plain and simple. Uh, yeah, folding so chairs getting ready for the wedding we had the tent come and that was set up a couple days ahead of time they came out and set up the whole tent yep and then they set the tables up but we had bought all the tablecloths ourselves so we had to go out and put all the tablecloths out all the centerpieces we made and we had to go put those out so the night before we were just crazy getting everything ready we got all the garbage cans ourselves all the garbage was our responsibility we yep. took care of all of that yeah, we so. saved a lot of money doing a lot of stuff ourselves, mm-hmm. and um, like the aforementioned, being able to splurge on the people that helped and take care of them, and buy gift cards for everybody that was involved, and um, and put stuff in, and then and then paying our vendors was really was really fun to do. Um, we like making people happy, and so and that, you had got a discount on our dj and photographer because oh yeah yeah yeah. There, right? yeah i got a i got a pretty good deal on a, a decent dj 
uh, because for quite a while when I was getting divorced, I DJed weddings on the side on Saturdays for a company that was pretty good. And uh, so we hired them uh, with the understanding that it wasn't at a reception hall. It wasn't um, no one's going to be showing up for um, inspections on copyrighted music or anything. And I'm admitting this now, whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, but we were like, play it as loud as I tell you and play whatever I tell you. I will give you songs to play. I know it's against your license and this and that. Well, I'm not hiring you at that moment. And so we we kind of coerced the kid into playing a bunch of stuff that he probably shouldn't have had a lot of um, probably foul language and um, stuff that wasn't in his catalog to be willing to He play. apologized to me after one of the songs was played and I didn't even realize. I was like, what do you, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't even realize that there was. And it was songs it. that we had all both put in a, a jump drive. So we both do everything in there and it agreed on it. And I just handed him the, the file and said, play these at some point. And he wasn't playing them. And I basically said, no, my wife, my wife, um, you don't want her angry today. And I know, I know your policy about um, about keeping the bride happy because I worked for the company for three years. Um, my wife wants to be happy and she wants you to play the stuff on the damn jump drive. So play it. Uh, ironically, his boss showed up about that time who I knew and uh, was going to do a review and stared the shit out of him. And I told him what was going on and it was all good. But it was a good little prank to play on the kid because he didn't know the guy was showing up and yeah, that was a lot of fun. We got to have fun at the wedding too. It was, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Oh, and then our officiant was also our bartender. Our officiant was also the bartender with his wife, um, which was, uh, an interesting dynamic. Uh, but you know, you, you, you cut corners where you can and you multitask. Oh, the cupcakes, <laughs> the cupcakes. Oh no. Um, so we got cupcakes for our, um, instead of getting a cake, we got cupcakes. We got them from Costco. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody ever um, got cupcakes from Costco. They're fantastic. They are. They're really, really, really good. Um, and one of the, the things that, that really makes this is the colors that we chose for the wedding. Yeah. The colors we chose for the wedding basically got chosen because somebody already had a dress. Yeah, which worked out great because I could care less what colors they were, but it couldn't just be white. I guess it could have, but so, so we just went with hot pink. That yeah, was it was like fuchsia was. or yeah. something. Fuchsia, fuchsia was the color. So we wanted to get cupcakes to match the colors. We get fuchsia cupcake dyed uh, frosting on half. Uh, we ordered, I mean, way too many. I think we had like seven dozen cupcakes left or more. Yeah, I think, yeah, something like at that. At the end. Mm -hmm. And so they all stayed at my house. And at that time in my life, I was having a lot, and I still do. I have a really bad uh, sweet tooth, like in the middle of the night, I'll wake up. And I think I had like some, some really bad imbalances at the time. But I, was eat, I would eat, like get up in the middle of the night and eat like 20 cupcakes. <laughs> so these were all available. And I just curbed that usually by not having the shit in the house. But there was like seven dozen fantastic cupcakes in my living room. And so I would get up at night and eat all these cupcakes and the pink ones. And man, the first day, the next morning, when I sat down and thought my intestines were bleeding because everything was hot pink, I, I was scared. I was really scared until I put two and two together and realized I had eaten like two dozen hot pink frosted cupcakes. 
um, and the die just went right, right, like, bang, done. So just an FYI, if you ever get cupcakes from Costco and they are have die frosted. Don't eat um, 70 of them. Uh, Canadian Prep says, how do we not have diabetes? Um, <laughs> yeah, no shit. No shit, man. It was, it was rough. It was rough for sure. I was, I was drinking a lot of energy drinks at the time and everything was just all out of whack. I was very, very, very unhealthy. Um, I've, I've curbed it a lot. I don't need seven dozen cupcakes at this oh. point, but yeah, the, the fluorescent, the fluorescent pink show the next morning was, uh, was impressive was definitely impressive so but cupcakes yeah they were great the food was all great uh catered by a company that i highly recommend um highly recommend was uh i don't even remember it was so long ago i can't remember i can't think pig right something pig uh little miss piggy uh something like that i highly recommend them <laughs> don't know their name if you want to know in Central Minnesota, who to get for a hog roast? I will look it up for you. So just get in contact for me. Oh, it's actually on this. If oh. we if we could zoom in. <laughs> oh. oh, I don't. Three little pig. Three there little pigs go. catering. There you go. See, I'm I'm resourceful. And that's the last picture we picked. Um, so that's uh that's kind of what we had for you on the list if other we were hoping people had some questions um i know brian uh old scrambling dropped some in oh, the thing talk about when we were getting ready and i didn't have everything i needed to oh shit oh yeah okay brian so okay so here's the deal ready for the wedding okay here's <laughs> the deal my wife was phenomenal through the whole process like absolutely phenomenal the chillest most agreeable bride you would ever meet decisions were easy there was no bridezilla it was like absolutely the opposite of that like if you could take bridezilla and say okay what would you what would you do exactly opposite of that okay we got a dog getting out from underneath our table so hold on a second um and so this was the whole process from the time i asked her she let me get a shotgun um, in exchange for her engagement ring and everything from there was just phenomenal. Could never have asked for a smoother process. But I was always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like there's always something. I DJed weddings, like I said, and the most agreeable brides at some point, at some point during the day or the evening, you hear about a meltdown. About something. It doesn't have to ruin the night, but there's going to be a crisis. And so I was waiting the whole time. There was going to be a crisis. Nothing, nothing. The day came. Um, and it was great. The whole setup was great. The whole week was great. Um, all the family arrived. Everything's going smoothly. Like we're orchestrating a major event here. 200 people are coming to our house to have a party and we didn't hire like a, a party planner or shit like that. So that was the party planner and everything was going great. All of a sudden the photographers there were getting ready and, Corey asked me to go look for her head jewelry. Yeah, with my earrings and my necklace. Earrings so. and necklace. Yeah. So she had bought it. Um, it wasn't expensive, but that's what she had bought for pictures because they were going to make her wear earrings. She had an industrial um, and she didn't care. She didn't want earrings. She had like horseshoe, uh, like she has now, um, kind of piercing studio piercer uh, earrings. Just like the stainless steel. Stainless steel yeah, horseshoes no color, and just standard, whatever. Yeah. 
So um, how many years will be will be have have been married seven years on Sunday and together for like 15 and a half years um, if you missed it. And so anyway, morning comes. She says, hey, can you go find my uh, earrings and necklace? I can't find it. I think they're in our in the vehicle. So we had parked our vehicle way on the end of our road, our road on through the back of our property uh, that all the cars were parking on. It was like a quarter mile away. I'm like, holy shit. She can't find her earrings and necklace. This is going to be what's this is going to be the tipping point. I grabbed my best man, who was also like my best friend for my whole life. Um, I he was a heavy smoker. I said, dude, I need a fucking cigarette. Um, yeah, OK. I, I need a cigarette for this. We need, I need to, this is going to be, if I can't find these, this is going to be the end. This is where it's going to fall apart. And so we walked down the road. I look, we had a minivan at the time. I looked through the whole van. I, I tore it apart, it had stow and go seats. It had like travel kits and all. I mean, like I took everything apart. Emergency kits that hadn't been opened in two years were like strewn across the whole van. I couldn't find the fucking bag with the earrings and the necklace. And I'm shitting myself. I'm like, it's going down. It's going down right here. And so we walk back up to the house. I checked my car. Uh, it would have never been in my car for any reason whatsoever. I tore my car apart looking for it. This is how serious this shit is going to be. And I walk back up to the house and I looked at her and I said, I can't find it. I, I am very, very sorry. I can't find it. Um, is there anywhere else I can look? Is there anything else I can do? And she looked at me and I was like, oh, shit. And she just smiled and she's like, oh, no, that's cool. I don't need them. I didn't want them anyway. Yeah, I think your sister ended up having an extra pair of earrings with her just because. And I ended up wearing her earrings and they looked way better than the ones that I would have had anyway. So. Not one thing from the time I asked her to marry her till the time, like today, really, has there been anything that was like, uh, oh, shit. And like, I can tell her anything. If I can tell her that the minute the photographer wants to take pictures of her and she doesn't skip a beat, like I can tell her anything. It just worked. It worked. And we only had one car left over the next day, everyone. So we had one person that took the bus without taking the bus in the beginning. Yeah, they, they showed up after late. the fact that they should probably have taken. Well, the bus. and it was weird because we knew everybody that showed up. And so oh, that was, yeah, that was, the yeah. So there was one car left in the morning and we got up early and like I said, I didn't drink. So like I wasn't hung over the next day, like everybody else. And they were all sleeping and I walked in. I'm like, there's this vehicle here. And like, I don't recognize the vehicle. And I started looking like in the vehicle and, um, there were like kids drawings from school with their names on them. And I'm like, I don't recognize those names. Like I knew everybody at the fucking <laughs> wedding and I don't know anybody that has kids with these names. What the hell's going on? And so all of a sudden we're sitting in there having coffee in the house and you could see somebody scream by in a truck in front of the house and turn around. They get in the truck. We saw who it was. And that's when we found out about one of her cousin's new girlfriend who had a couple kids and had drove him to the reception and uh we had met her that night but we didn't know anything about her and didn't know that they were like 
that together. <laughs> so that was cool. That was uh, one car got left over and it was picked up bright and early. Uh, everything got cleaned up. Everybody was, it's, it's like when you, when you had a bunch of outdoor people and a bunch of people that understand what it's like to litter out in the outdoors and they're in the outdoors when they're done, they pick their shit up. Like there was, uh, there was not a mess. Uh, people helped out and we made sure that all of our stuff was locked up, that all of the chickens were locked up. Oh yeah. yeah. All of the barns were locked up so that people can go just like snooping around and you know because people get bored and want to go wander and so we locked everything we had padlocks on everything and we wanted to be able to let people in that we knew like if we needed somebody to go get chairs out of the barn or go feed the chickens or get eggs we wanted a way for them to be able to get in but there were like i think five or six locks yeah and so we were like well what do we do We'll get, oh, we'll get those uh, ones where you can set the combination and we'll make them a word. Um, and so we bought all these locks and we we're going to make them the same word so we could share it with our friends. And we were trying to figure out it was a five letter word. And what's a word that we could use that no one would guess, um, no one would put on, and we could just um, go with it and we'd be safe. So we thought for a little while, and the asshole that I am, I picked moist. So we set them all the moist and told all our friends if they needed to go into the barn or anything like that, you had to put moist into the padlock. And... Oh, there we go again. There, there we go again. There we go again. Moist. Yeah. Moist. <laughs> I think that's going to be the 5K or the 10K oh, Friday me. giveaway uh, <laughs> hashtag for tomorrow. We just came up with it. So um, if anybody's got any questions, throw them in the in the comments here. We're, we're kind of an open book. We got a couple from uh, from the Telegram group a little earlier, so we uh, we can answer those. But if anybody else wants to know anything, uh, anything within reason and we reserve the right to not um to not answer did you talk about the other music we had for the wedding or did you just play that one song? oh yeah i mean i guess we picked so we did all instrumental um all instrumental covers of songs so we played don't stop believing um that was when the 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 wedding party moved in moved in walked in <laughs> Um, and then <laughs> you're trapped like twice. <laughs> um, uh, when Corey came down, we did a instrumental version of Sweet Child of Mine uh, by, I think it's Lucas Strignali is his name. I'm so good with names, uh, but that was really cool. I don't really want to play that because I know it'll get zapped on YouTube for sure because he's pretty big on YouTube. Uh, just... You can you can YouTube search later uh, Lucas Strignali Sweet Child of Mine instrumental. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Everybody send her some eye drops. <laughs> you see what's going on over here? No, I can't. Your microphone's right. Oh, I so Kyle said uh, blink twice if you're trapped, and Kyle and uh, Josh said, "Damn it, Kyle! Now Corey is never going to blink again." Everybody send her some eye drops. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was when we came in and then we played this, um, 
messed up version of Cannon on D uh, on the way out. And I don't know if I can play it. I'm going to try because it was kind of fun. No, I don't think it's going to work. I think we'll get zapped on that one because I, I might have pirated all those from places. So illegal music using, but Canadian Farmstead says Corey needs some moist eyes. <laughs> but anyway, the two uh, two questions uh, that we got from um, from Scrambling earlier, let me pull them up. One was uh, la, 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 la. one was where did it go? Oh my God. One was a, what song, uh, do we have a song? Okay. Here. Um, what's one thing that made Corey stand out from the background noise? Uh, that was to me. And then to Corey was, do you guys have a song? And if not, what should it be? Um, my answer, what stood out about her from the background noise was when I opened the door and saw her the first time, uh, it hit me like a ton of bricks and I don't know what it was. But every time I saw her, it got stronger. And there was no background noise. It was crystal clear to me from the first time I saw her in that wife beater and gray sweatpants that um, it was on, man. Like, it didn't matter. It didn't matter her situation. It didn't matter anything. Um, it was done. That's what, that's what made her stand out. It wasn't my choice just was what it was i mean there was a really big titty girl that lived above me that was all about it too she was all about the single dude that lived downstairs you don't get me wrong there was definitely some um cat fighting and some territory some territory laying uh that went on between the girl that lived downstairs and the girl that lived upstairs um some night some night around a campfire, if people are hanging out, we might be able to tell some of those stories, but I don't think that's appropriate for online. Uh, but definitely some uh, some marking of territory. Um, I knew. I knew from, from the first moment, and, and I think she might have too, the way she reacted when someone else moved in or attempted to move in. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so... Anyway, song. And then for a song, I don't, we don't really have a song. I mean, our first dance song was Wildflower by Dean Brody. Um, but we've had, we were talking about it a little bit, and we've had an artist that we've always had in common, that we really have liked his music throughout all of the stages that he's gone through, and that's Eric Church. So we kind of have more of an artist that we, I mean, we used to just sit in our barn and play his music. It was our church on Sundays, is what we called it, so... Yeah, we might have been doing things that that most people don't do in church, but <laughs> um, but yeah, and the other thing with him was he just he's just always kind of done his own thing. Um, <clears throat> through our relationship, we've kind of gone the the different path. We weren't going to get married. Uh, we bought a house out of wedlock. We bought a farm when nobody else was doing it. Uh, we went on the road in a camper, and we just kind of do our thing, and we're happy doing our thing. And that's kind of seems like he was. Uh, I don't know. Recently, I stopped listening to newer music but uh for a long time he just kind of didn't care what the record label said and he just did what he did and he was happy doing it so and we saw him we saw him a bunch a of times. times i think we've seen him five or six times live together and we just enjoyed his music so yeah um and you mentioned chris stapleton while i was reading these comments oh no and then yeah the chris if you stapleton, had to pick a song yeah if we had to pick a song it would probably be like chris stapleton starting over just because we seem to do that all the time <laughs> we're always starting over with something new in our life Horsetail. I don't have a horsetail, sir. 
that's your um that is your your department um so yeah so that's music uh kind of is our our kind of our deal um we've had some really weird coincidences with eric church over the years too um that are pretty personal level but uh some stuff like that i had some comments come in here that i starred here that we're gonna have to answer um first one was uh how did you get into nomad well that was just kind of something that came about when we decided that we didn't want to be in minnesota anymore and we were going to just go to idaho we just randomly picked idaho and then in the process of planning going to idaho we came up with the plan to just go on the road and travel and move into the rv and try a bunch of different places to live yeah that was about it we needed some place to stay when we were going to get to the place we didn't know where we wanted to go and decided that thing we were going to have to have to to live in would afford us uh opportunity to go find where we really wanted to live so so it wasn't the initial goal wasn't nomad it just kind of came as the, the initial plan. goal yeah. was to get the fuck out of zone 3b and um you know zone seven in the banana bill to idaho sounded pretty nice and so we picked it and um that was where the plan kind of spurred off kyle's asking about weird um weird fetish things that um that him and his wife do oh. about horse tails um yeah he's something but anyway he he did actually um put straight oh, oh okay uh what's one thing that the other person does that puts you right to 11 but you let it go because you don't need a murder charge oh, oh man that's a hard one you know, we live in a very small space together, so we have to put up with a lot of shit a lot of times. Yeah, we live in under 250 square feet with three St. Bernards. I mean, this is, we're like, we can touch each other most of all of the day. So... You think it'd be really romantic. <laughs> you really have to let a lot of stuff go. I don't know. I can't really think of one thing that would just, like... Can you think of something that drives me crazy that you do? One thing, just uh, one, one thing. only one. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm busy thinking about all the shit that you do that drives me <laughs> fucking crazy. That's mine. What do you have for me? Um, she is ridiculously anal when it comes to um, figuring out how to do stuff. Like, you have to do it Corey's way, or yeah, you just have to do it Corey's way. Um, I fight it. I resist it because I'm the same way, but I only resist it so long because she's better at resisting it than I am. Uh, so usually I just, um, I just let her fly and, um, yeah, that's like zero to a hundred right there. Bam. She'll be like, no, we got to do it this way. Or she has particular idiosyncrasies on the order things need to be done that make no rational sense whatsoever. Um, it's one of those where it's a 50-50 toss-up, whether it needs to be done this way or the other way. And it, she insists that it has to be done her way uh, for no logical reason. I do that. I definitely do Oh, that. she owns the shit out of it. That's the thing is anything that she has to say about me, um, I own I own it. 
because we call each other out on all the bullshit on everything on everything <laughs> if it's if it goes more than a couple hours um we're we're like what the fuck is wrong with you why are you mad what did i do um we blatantly understand that it's probably something you did if they're pissed off and we just talk about it and we figure it out real quick and squash it and that's why it works for us and that harkens back to when i first met her and i said if you don't like me anymore let me know and we'll figure it out and we'll we'll take care of it i don't want you to be upset i stayed in a, a marriage a lot longer than i ever should have because i wasn't happy and i was pretending i was uh, because i didn't have a partner that i could tell what was irritating me and the things that were bothering me and i can tell her everything and she takes no offense to it we understand that we're different people we do different things we have different idiosyncrasies and a lot of them we're both that weird uh weird personality for sure so we just kind of mesh So what sends us to 11? Nothing really, because we just tell the other person. There is no murder charge. Like, I don't think we haven't, I mean, we say it all the time and people are like, yeah, right, everybody says that. But we haven't really had um, any moments that weren't fleeting in less than a, five hours that uh, were ever a major fight or ever a major blowout. We never did the break or a separation or ever even considered fighting for more than a, we hardly even took vacations apart from each other yeah like um we never did anything apart we did everything together we we enjoy each other's company and uh yeah when we would go on vacations separately we started going i started going on hunting trips with her family uh her dad and her brother and when we were gone um I would, I would miss this. I like, I, I would get to a point where I was like, okay, this is enough. I just want to go back and see my wife. He's always calling and texting the whole time. Well, he's gone. yeah, and and then they're all telling me, well, you, you don't tell, like, you can't tell her what we talk about on these trips. It's like, why the fuck wouldn't I? Who's she gonna tell? Or where you went? Or where we went? Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the hunting trips was my bachelor party, so we had my bachelor party on the hunting trip of the spring that we uh, were going. And we were out in we were out in Aberdeen, and I was like, "Hey, Corey, we're gonna go to my bachelor party. We're gonna go to the strip club." And she's like, "Oh, okay, have fun." <laughs> um, and many other times, she just doesn't care. Like, I'm honest. She knows. She knows I'm coming home to her. She knows there's no other person in my life than her. So it just means we don't have to worry about it. And uh, the same with me. Like, it's just we coexist. Uh, listening to each other is all it takes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and being willing to say it. Yeah, you do have to be willing to call someone out on their shit, too. Call somebody out and also willing to talk to the person about what's actually bothering you and be honest about it. Calling people out on it, yeah, that irritated me. And owning it on the other end, too, like, or explaining, maybe that's not right. We've gone round and round and round and round about um, about obsessive behaviors <laughs> on both our parts. So um, if there's any more questions, I don't know. I don't see any more here. Uh, Josh says, you guys are weird, question mark. Um, yeah, dude, we live in a camper with three St. Bernards. And you met us, you know. Not mainstream, not mainstream. 
<laughs> yeah, you've met us. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, we spent a little bit of time together. But anyway, if you guys want to hang out with us, we're gonna be um, we're gonna be at SRF together and uh, hanging out there. I believe I put the link in the the, sh the video description. Uh, um, yes, yes, it should be right down there. Uh, if you want to click on that, you get early bird pricing. It's still available over there. Uh, you can come and hang out and see Corey and I. We're both there together. Uh, she doesn't come on the show very much, but the fans have spoken. The fans have um, spoken. Oh, we got a we got a question coming in at the at the the at end. The end? Yeah, it? the fans spoke though because they they like Corey. They like her more than me, and I'm, I'm to be honest, I do too. Like guys, I'm with you. I like her more than I like myself a lot of the times. Anyway, uh, no question. Golden crickets. Golden crickets. Josh says more Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to start making a morning show appearance, I have a feeling. But, oh, boy. Um, she, oh, that was the backwoods. Hold on. Golden Cricket says, what got you guys into St. Bernard's? <laughs> you want to take that one? Sure. So we had German Shepherds before we had the St. Bernard's, and our German Shepherds were super high strung. They were just very active, always on alert. And we were trying to go for a much more chill life vibe in our house and so we started researching different breeds and we found st bernard's and i love big dogs i just i have always loved loved big dogs. <laughs> love the i have i always love big dogs no but um so we found the st bernard we were looking at a, the mastiffs we had looked at and great danes and a few others and the st bernard just seemed the most chill so that's why we went with st bernard's and we do have one that's a st bernard great dane mix too so yeah, that was an add-on. <laughs> that was it. That was a special. <laughs> They're both special. Both the younger ones are are absolutely special. One was super sick when he was a puppy and ate it through, and we took him anyway because we didn't know what was going to happen if we didn't. And we're not all about like having to have the perfect red dog. Like we just happened to get lucky twice. Um, and then the other one was like a whoopsie add-on, and they sent Corey a picture, and boom, we had three instead of one. <laughs> Oh, decisions, turning points in your life. Yep, yep, yep. Um, let me see. Uh, Renegade Butcher, uh, Backwoods Butcher says, what does Corey drink so we can bring it to SRF? Oh. Uh, Lone Star Beer, please. <laughs> Is that a special request from being in Texas? Oh, no, that's the other direction. Josh Josh has to bring the Lone Star. We're, I think he's going to bring a whole car full. Um, what should they bring from New Hampshire? What's good in New Hampshire? We I, should we I, drink anything. I kind of want to get back but... into sipping a little whiskey. <laughs> She's excited about that. She's excited about that. But uh, we'll have to think on that for sure, and uh, definitely let you know. We have a couple months. We we have a couple months to figure it out. Uh, we got another. Um, we we got another question here. How did you get into looking at gravestones and? nine percent of all the dog social media and um i appreciate it because i tried to take it over and i can't mimic her because she's that good and um, i could never figure it out so she was able to hang on to that uh just an update on the the, the foot shit. um yeah tiktok took it down 
and it uh, it's really hard to do barefoot here where we're staying, and it really sucks. But uh, we aren't able to continue that at this time. I'm sure she'll start doing more barefoot content uh, if we travel somewhere else where we can actually be barefoot the majority of the time. But yeah, there's just like glass, a lot of glass in the yard and gravel, and then there's really nowhere to to go. You got stung one day. I got stung in the bottom of the toe. That was fun. Um, Backwoods Butcher says he's going to see if he can get some New Hampshire moonshine to bring. I'm I'm down. I bought moonshine. I bought allegedly bought some stuff that might have been moonshine at SRF at one point. Um, yeah, <laughs> let's roll. Uh, anyway, how did I get into gravestones? Um, when I was a kid, okay, so when I was a kid, there was a cemetery almost directly behind my house. And I would hang out there. We would play football and tag and laser tag and hide and go seek and smear the thing that the pride month uh derogatory reference but it's not derogatory anymore um all those things like all the kid games we used to play over there in the cemetery and i used to like hang out beforehand and after and like was just kind of curious about headstones and shit like that i also had a mortician that lived next door to me yet yes the backyard was the backyard of his was the cemetery backyard uh really weird coincidence but during high school, I worked for him at his furniture store, which also meant I pulled duty at the funeral home and kind of got into um, kind of got into it was weird, like it really desensitized death to me, but it got me curious about death and um, but not on a personal level, like on a desensitized level. Uh, and cemeteries and graves and things like that. So that was that was kind of deep seated back when I was in high school. Um, flash forward to we took off on the road, and um, we were in Tennessee, and Corey wanted to go for a barefoot walk, and I was going to go for a barefoot walk with her because she was getting me into it pretty good. And there was a cemetery uh, down the street from where we were staying. And it wasn't really fun to barefoot walk where we we're at. And we were like, that grass looks really nice over there. Let's go walk over there. I'm like, cool. So I go over with her and I start walking around looking at the headstones. And I got this, I remembered this feeling from when I was younger. And it kind of started fascinating me. I started looking at some of the older headstones and kind of peeking around the cemetery. And I found some older ones. And then she pointed out a really cool looking one. And I was like, these are really cool. I should take some pictures and videos of these. And so I did. And I was sitting there looking at them later. And I looked on, uh, I was on social media. And, you know, because it, it knows everything on your phone, it uh, pegged me uh, to uh, some headstone videos. And I was like, wait a second. People do this. People take pictures of these. I just enjoyed doing it. But if I can post them online, who the hell knows what could happen? And so I posted them and it started getting popular and more popular. And so I just kept posting them. And the more I went to the cemeteries, the more it became about being in the cemeteries and the content is secondary. Um, it's, it's exploring them. It's learning about them. It's figuring out um, like how they were filled, uh, what direction, why there was different clusters of dates uh, why did a bunch of people die in this town in this time period? And then I go back and do some research about it and 
so that's how I kind of got into it. And it's kind of morphed from there into what it is now. And it's still developing. And it's kind of fun that it, it kind of presented itself out of uh, out of the blue. And I just kind of went with it. So that's that. That's how I got into that. Uh, let me see. Comments catch up here. Noster Footster will be happy when you can be barefoot or we can do barefoot videos. Um, Josh says it's not his hashtag, and Kyle says he's lying. Um, hide the sheep, and uh, yeah, I agree. So that looks like we're kind of caught up here, guys. If uh, there's any more questions, drop them in. Like I said, we'll be hanging out at SRF with Kyle and Josh and James and um, James and Nicole and Joel Salatin and, and, and uh, I think I'm going to try to get Nicole on one of these weekly Thursday nights to kind of talk about SRF and what's going on. Uh, Josh and I have been kind of batting around some ideas of maybe setting up um, a camera and a mic and uh, anybody that wants to stop by and we'll do like a, maybe a five minute interview with anybody that wants and we can string them together. Uh, yeah. Hang out. We might get a booth or a table or something like that. So uh, we can, we can kind of congregate and not miss people. I think one of the things that we found is as we circulate, you kind of circulate with people at the same time and you don't run into people that were there the whole time you were uh, you see them maybe once and never again. So maybe if we stay put, and uh and just say hi when people come to say hi so other than that i think that uh that kind of wraps up all i have to say about being with you i might i might have confessed my love to uh to this woman uh more than once online uh many times because like i said at the beginning i kind of owe being alive uh, i owe this opportunity i owe i owe i owe like she's got a piggy bank that is so full that she doesn't even realize it. And she just says that eh, that's just who I am. So how do you beat that? Anyway, 21st, May 21st, that random day we picked way back in, uh, in, in 08, we'll come and go again and we'll still be married and we'll still be married and it'll be the same every year. It was the same before we were, and it was the same after we were, and uh, we just keep plugging along. I really appreciate everybody listening. I hope you grab some words of wisdom. Uh, if you like what you heard, uh, it is nothing like this in my Telegram group, but we have a lot of fun, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of like I have to describe it as um, what you would picture uh, hanging out with a bunch of bartenders and servers after hours would be. That's what it reminds me of. Uh, not everybody in there is bartenders or servers or you know what that is, but it's, it's say what you want and nobody cares and nobody judges you. Um, if you don't like it, don't look, be raunchy, have fun. Nobody cares. Nobody's offended. It's all humor. And that's what, that's what we grew up with in the seventies, eighties, nineties, until people started freaking out. So come on in my group and have fun. T.me slash lots chat. What do you got going on? I don't have anything going on. Bullshit. Tell them to follow Baby Walter and um, Company. I have Baby Walter and Company on TikTok. <laughs> what do Facebook. you do? Oh, I don't know. And Facebook. And we share our YouTube. So that's the same. But 
Martinson family says the words of wisdom he picked he picked up save wedding cost hire an ordained barman yes <laughs> yes for sure he was also a security guard oh he was also a security <laughs> guard at the mall that her dad worked at so we got him at a discount rate it was like a favor i think <laughs> but anyway guys it's been another episode of lots to talk about if you liked what you heard uh check out the interview only feed lots to talk about on spotify or uh the lots project podcast search it thelotsproject.com I appreciate you watching. Check out babywalterandcompany.com. There is a website that goes along with it and all the social medias. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, catch up with you next time. I appreciate you listening. Say goodbye, Corey. Bye, guys. No, say goodbye, Corey. Oh. Goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey.